Everyone, hour three, T Row in the morning show on a Thursday, February seventeenth. Toby and TJ. Back I didn't. You. you mentioned your boobas or whatever they are, and bombas, bombas. 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 Careful, there's kids listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, uh, Cahen got after me yesterday. Forced me to take down something off the internet and everything. So, uh, I was in a great mood yesterday, and then Henry put me right back in a bad mood. So. You had to, you had to delete you a tweet. To yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin suggested I take Ooh, down my what were you my breakdown of, Oh, well, the I film? did the little breakdown of the final play, and he I thought, thought I was that. too hard on Ethan Shagwa, and so no, I thought a lot of people out there enjoyed I, it. I but, thought it was uh, a great breakdown. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. I said, "Look at this basketball mind at work." Well, I was trying to just kind of explain what was drawn up, and I thought they, they, maybe this will be interesting for people who. You know, whatever. I just thought I was trying to do a service, uh, you know, something interesting. And it seemed like a lot of people liked it. But Kevin called me with a very stern voice. I was like, well, I don't know, you know. Boy, so I was like, now we know who the sensitive player was it. on his teams. I, mean, I think he's the analyst, and I think he likes to be the analyst. And so I got a little <laughs> analysty. I didn't stay in my lane, you know. He's, so He's calling you a liar right now. I'll stay in my lane, and I'll just be the play-by-play guy going forward and let Kevin be the analyst. Um, okay, baseball season starts tomorrow, Teach. Uh, level of excitement right now in your soul, TJ. Very excited. We've got a fresh new studio that uh, has just been completed this week off in there that I'll be doing the split oh. broadcast on tomorrow. It's a much better setup than we've had in the past. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll be in there uh, helping. Is uh, the phone Taylor. number different for uh, post-game call-ins and stuff? Tomorrow we'll have to figure out because we are in that split <sighs> studio. I can. Uh, there is a way we can do it now. Uh, right. But, no, like on uh, the games you'll be doing that when we're in regular studio, you'll still have the same call-in line and all that. Well, I think this year, you know, we're back in person for pre- and post-game interviews and all that kind of stuff, so we won't need it most of the time. But in these major league ballparks, there's just no way to get from the press box to the dugout in a commercial break, you know? Yeah. So I think we're going to have to have a coach call in and players call in for post-game interviews if we can figure out how to do it. Yeah, we've got a fancy new setup in there that I believe I'll be able to have him call my cell. And it's set up on a Bluetooth system that goes through the board. Woo, and it'll, Bluetooth, uh, huh? Uh, it's uh, it's fancy in there, yeah. 
Yeah. How it's ready about to go. that? So how about that? You you better be excited because this might be the only baseball you get this year, with the way things are going at the major league level. Ugh. Oh, that's true. That's true. They're not they're not getting along too well, and they're pushing this thing back quite a bit. So, um, you, you may be right. Yeah. All right. So. OU announced the starting rotation yesterday, and it is what we expected. You were right. You were dead on. Uh, yeah, well, I had to take that down, too. I was a little too accurate, so uh, Blake Brewster wanted me to take it down. He's not... No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> Jake Bennett for the opener tomorrow at 11 a.m. We're, we're, well, uh, we're aware of Jake. He's been around for a couple of years. Uh Midweek guy, his freshman year. Uh, weekend guy most of the time last year. Big six six lefty. Excited to see Jake. Uh, excited to talk to Coach about him next segment. Uh, he has reportedly, um, you know, been through a bit of a transformation this offseason with the summer that he had and uh, really getting his body in good shape. He's, he's shot up a bunch of scout boards and rankings and stuff and uh, so excited to see what he's got for Auburn on opening day then a couple of new guys will be starting Saturday and Sunday Saturday against Arizona that'll be a night game Saturday night seven o'clock it'll be David Sandlin Owasso kid David Sandlin for our listeners up in the 918 went to uh, eastern Oklahoma State before coming to OU he was uh, 9-2 and two last year with a 3.18 ERA. And in 65 innings, had 100 strikeouts. So a, a swing-and-miss type guy. Uh, and has a, he's a righty. A little bit of a three-quarter type arm slot. It's coming at you at a little different angle. Not quite over the top, but throws hard. Uh, so we'll ask Coach more about him. He's going to get the Saturday start. And then maybe the guy you've heard the most about in the offseason as far as uh, pickups for OU in the transfer portal is Chaz Martinez. Very highly thought of. This is Renee Martinez's little brother in age, not littler in size. Uh, you remember Renee, right, TJ? Super, mm-hmm. super great teammate guy, clubhouse yes. guy. And honestly, really good baseball player, too. Delivered in the clutch a few times. Uh, Chaz is a 6'3 left-hander who went to Orange Coast College uh, out in California and is a really good hitter, too. Uh, he's not going to be, I, I don't think he's going to, you know, my hunch it or what, what it sounds like is he's not going to be a guy that they stick out there in the field and stuff, but won't be afraid to use him as a pinch hitter and maybe even as a DH at times. But he's going to get the Sunday start on the mound. Uh, lefty, really good stuff, throws hard, um, highly thought of out of the JUCO ranks and excited to see uh, what he's got. So, Six 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 four six three there on your starting pitchers, and we'll talk to Skip more about what Chaz uh, brings to the team next segment too. And then it sounds like they're going to go with uh, Jared Godman to start the season as their closer on the back end of the bullpen, which 
out of Vegas. Uh, anybody who's been around the team, it's uh, pretty impossible not to be a Jared Godman fan. In fact, here's a nugget that Skip uh, gave us last week. Jared Godman, very um, uh, strong Christian young man. Uh, actually baptized one of his teammates this offseason. <laughs> How about that? Really? One of, yeah. One of the new guys, uh, Griffin Miller, who also I think is going to be an impact guy for them, probably out of the bullpen. He's a, a 6'4 guy that they got from, uh, Dyersburg State Juco. Uh, but yeah, Jared Godman, you know ministered to him and then ended up baptizing him so i love jared godman he's a great kid so this is going to be uh this is going to be uh work for us calling the games and you oh you baseball fans early in the season to uh, learn who's on your baseball team tj because there is a whole bunch of new faces out there this year uh, oklahoma was very very busy in the transfer portal and in the JUCO ranks, in addition to bringing in a highly thought-of freshman class. So uh, that major part of these first uh, few weekends is going to be just learning who these guys are. Uh, you know Jimmy Crooks, and you know Peyton Graham, and uh, you know you know Tanner Treadaway. But uh, you get your first look at Max McGuire tomorrow, Mark McGuire's kid. Uh, you get your first look at... Probably Jackson Nicholas, I would guess, tomorrow. First look at uh, Kate Kate Horton. Horton. Right. And I know you've been here forever. I haven't got to see him on the field yet. Many around here have probably seen him in high school, but, yeah, first time in an OU uniform, finally. Superstar in high school. Uh, TJ probably wouldn't want his number in the rafters at Norman High, but I would. Superstar in high school. I gave in on the North thing. I'll let him have it at North, but OU it doesn't. Let's not get into that again. <laughs> no, we're not National that. Act of Kindness Day. I'm allowing it at North, okay? <laughs> but Kate Horton makes his debut tomorrow in a Sooner uniform. I think he's going to start at third base. I bet he's batting in the three or four hole. And uh, not, not only are OU fans excited to see Kate Horton, there are a whole bunch of of major league scouts that are also excited to see what he looks like on the other side of surgery because before surgery he was considered an elite prospect elite both on the mound and with the bat and uh not gonna not gonna pitch to start the year but they hope by late march early april that he'll be added back now he's playing third teach so that shows you that the arm's okay. They're not they're not worried about the arm from that aspect. Like he's still gonna have to zip some across the diamond there. But as far as putting the strain on it of pitching, uh they're gonna gradually they have been gradually building him to that. So I think they're being overly cautious, which you gotta do, and by late March, early April, he'll be added back to the rotation. And if he's got the same kind of stuff he had before, you know, he's either a weekend starter or a closer. I mean, he's he's really, really good. So, anyway, here we go. Tomorrow morning, Taylor Maples, 10.30 a.m. pregame show from your ballpark, TJ. This may be the only action your ballpark sees hey, this year. Hey, hey, I think they're hosting another weekend tournament. Oh, okay, so. all right, all right. 
uh, OU Auburn, 11 a.m. tomorrow, then uh, I'm going to jet down Sunday for the Michigan game. Uh, You're going to be tired on Monday. Yeah, I'm going to be tired and grumpy. <laughs> be Hopefully ready. it's uh, uh, winning Ames and uh, win uh, Sunday night for you in Arnold. Oh, that would put me in a good mood, Teach. That would put me in a good mood. Uh, we'll see. We'll cross our fingers in that regard. Two. Uh, let's go for all three this weekend. But two out of three against this caliber of opponents would be a oh, really yeah, that'd good be great for Oklahoma. So, anyway, there you go. Skip Johnson joins us when we come back from this timeout on his birthday. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full line dealer for bad boy zero turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. All right, welcome back. It is time for a Landers coach's interview as we are joined on his birthday now by the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Skip Johnson. <laughs> Maybe. Let me call him back. He just hung up. He may not have liked my song. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'll call him back. He was probably getting a shot in between. Uh, he probably had a, a bow in his hand. He was getting uh, uh, taking a shot in between uh, your your song and us having him on. So, opening day tomorrow for OU baseball. All right, we got coach now. Good morning, coach. Good morning, Toby. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you. Tell your uh, mom happy birthday as well. I will. Well, it is my mom's birthday, by the way. <laughs> I will let her know. Uh, oh, well, you ready for tomorrow, Coach? Yeah, I think we're ready. I think the guys are ready to see some different faces across the diamond and uh, ready to get after it. And it should be a lot of energy. Uh, guys are really doing well, and uh, they've been getting after it so far so good. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how do you feel about the prep that you've had the last few weeks uh, with your team and, and leading up to the season opener tomorrow? I think it's gone pretty good. I mean, we really practice on a lot of different things. Uh, the arms have uh, really bounced back really well uh, through our throwing program, and uh, uh, they should be up to five to six innings, you know, somewhere between 80 and 90 to 100 pitches, depending on, you know, how much stress of an inning they have. And, to go from there, I think it'll be uh, – uh, I think our defense is going to shore itself up as we go through it more and more uh, through the year. And our offense is going to, you know, click as we go through. I think the, where we're starting right now is the fundamentals of what we've done is uh, uh, just trying to put the, the speed of the game, trying to get those guys used to the speed of the game where if we can practice, you know, uh, game-like, that the uh, speed of the game is going to be slower. And so uh, – uh, we, we feel like we've done that as a staff, and we'll see what happens. You, you announced your rotation yesterday for the weekend, so I want to take you through each of these guys one at a time and just kind of have you introduce two of the three to Sooner fans. Of course, we know Jake Bennett. Jake's going to get the ball for you tomorrow on opening day. Uh, where do you feel like Jake's improved this year, and how big was the summer for him? Um, and I think he improved in, in his uh, presence, and I think he improved in, you know, fastball command. Uh, he's done a lot this summer to uh, uh, continue to work, continue to get bigger, and get, continue to get stronger. I think he's like a 
what we would say a poster child of our program. I mean, if you saw the before and the after, uh, it's like two different people. He has two different deliveries, how he's able to repeat his delivery and gotten better every year. And uh, uh, we're excited about that. And I think the thing that he's gotten really, I mean, his presence is is uh, uh, a lot better. And I, and I really, uh, you know, attribute to that to one maturing, one sticking with the routines that he does every day and trusting his preparation. All right. On Saturday, you're going to go with uh, David Sandlin, uh, another 918 uh, kid originally out of Owasso. Why did David Sandlin earn this spot? What kind of stuff does he have? And uh, what do you expect from him on Saturday? Um, I think, you know, the thing with David is a great story. I mean, this guy was uh, a junior in high school, didn't make his varsity team, and got better every year, put the work in, understood the work as he went through it and got bigger, stronger. And uh, um, he's had a great fall for us. We tweaked a few things to get him to repeat his delivery. Uh, over and over and over, and uh, um, he was very competitive, and I think that's what that's what makes him really good. Um, his stuff will be anywhere between ninety to ninety-seven miles an hour, uh, power slider, uh, split finger, uh, and he holds runners really well. Uh, throws strikes, he just gets after it. You know, he's uh, uh, got a lot of makeup, tough kid. Um, Comes from a great junior college program at Eastern, so I think that's a, a you know, what he's done personally has just gotten better, and he's still going to grow a lot more. And then it'll be Renee's little brother, Chaz, for you on Sunday, out of Orange Coast, out there in California. Uh, Chaz, lefty, very highly thought of, one of the guys in the preseason that has received the most national buzz that you picked up. Uh, what do you see out of Chaz? What kind of stuff does he have? And uh, how did he earn the Sunday start for you? I think it's uh, the biggest difference to see him in that environment. Uh, uh, he is, yeah, he's not anywhere between 90 and 95 miles an hour slider. He's a kid that uh, uh, really understands the game. He is, he also hits too, and he's got a lot of power as a, as a, as a hitter as well. And uh, to start him, I think we're going to try, uh, as we start out, out of the gate, to get him going. And uh, he's really been good, been really consistent through the fall and through the early spring. Carmichael is another guy that we can split time with anywhere between there and maybe start him on Tuesday. Trevor Michael is another guy that you could probably start on Tuesday. So we've got numerous of guys that are strike throwers that are in that mix. As we go through it, Ben Abrams, you know, Dobbins going to close. Those guys like that. But Chaz going into it, I think Chaz understands it. He's been here before. He has pride in it. He understands. He's watching his brother play here. You know, uh, um, they're they're both physical. I mean, you know, I remember Renee being strong and physical as a catcher. And Chaz is the same thing, but he's left-handed. You uh, are a, a pitching guru, Skip. That's You hang your hat on that. You've, you're one of the most highly regarded in the country, and I know you were disappointed in some of the numbers last year. Do you feel like going into the season, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Do you feel like going into the season you're in a better spot depth-wise and talent-wise on the mound? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Coach uh, Overcast did a great job of 
trying to go out and look at our needs, and we've sat down and looked at all that stuff as we went through the, um, uh, you know, into spring and late and early summer to try to fill some needs and some voids that we needed. Uh, for sure, we have a lot more depth than we've had in the past, a lot more strike throwers. And the other guys have gotten younger. We built that staff up to 2020. I mean, when 2020 got there, you know, that, I mean, those are one of the best pitching staffs I've been around, one through three starters. I mean, all three of them went in the draft. The closer went in the draft. The catcher went in the draft. Well, we built this deal kind of center the same way. But we hadn't spent the two or three years with these two and three starters that we have being uh, Sandlin and Martinez. And when you're in college baseball, those things are built. You know, it's hard to keep trying to rebuild it with the things that we had going on with the, the COVID and the port, portal and stuff like that. So what we've got to continue to do and continue to grow in, the freshmen that we, we've got four, three or four freshmen that have done really good. I've been really pleased with them uh, throughout the fall and early spring. Um, Col- Colton Sunloff, Aaron Calhoun, uh, Luke Flotta, uh, uh, Keegan Allen, those guys have gotten a lot better. And we didn't have to force those guys into throwing them. We can put those guys in situations where they're confident and try to remain their confidence and get them bits and pieces and get them looks until they start growing as we go through this deal. When we had uh, Bennett as a freshman, we could throw him out there on Tuesdays. And we had that weekend, we had those three starters. So those three starters carried over to Bennett. And then, you know, he only got two or three starts as a freshman. So he lost that and he lost that summer. What he's grown the last three years has been really special. And you and you look at you look at those things, you look at uh, how Bennett's grown, you look at how those freshmen are gonna grow because of these three starters and the older guys that we have in there. It's just a, it's been a really great culture going into it. Uh, last question, Coach. I want to ask you about a couple of your hitters. I, I think the two guys that Sooner fans are anticipating most two new guys seeing tomorrow are uh, Cade Horton and Max McGuire. Max for obvious reasons, um, and then Cade Horton for obvious reasons as well. Do you anticipate both guys being in your lineup tomorrow? And where where are they, one, in the recovery for Cade, and two, in just being a, a true freshman for Max, you feel like he's ready to contribute right away? I think the difference for me, for uh, Cade right now, is I wanted him, we, we wanted him just to focus on one thing. Because it's hard to go out there after coming off an arm injury and go, hey, man, you're going to start on Friday night. You're going to play short on, on uh, uh, or you're going to play second or, or first or third or DH on, on, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So what we did was we kept, we're keeping on his throwing program. We look at the throwing program being, you know, 13 to 14 months as we go through it. Just get him acclimated, get him confident and just playing a position hitting right now. Do we need Kate Horton? Absolutely on the mound. They got whatever it is he had, he had it. And he still does. I mean, he's been 99-3 on the mound. And so what we're trying to do is just make sure that he gets comfortable. Just focus on that one thing because you know as well as I know, if you have him focus on two different things, it's going to be difficult for him. And so what we try to do is just set him focus and let him go through this deal, get acclimated to playing an everyday position, see how his arms bouncing back, being an everyday player, and then move him into the into the row of uh, uh, on the mound. 
as far as Max goes, uh, Max had a great fall, struggled early spring, has really come out of it late. Uh, I don't know if he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. We haven't discussed that too much. We went to two or three different lineups with uh, uh, me, Coach Overcast, Coach Van Hook, and Coach Willits. We went through that whole scenario of what mix and matches. We'll look at video and go with the best strengths that we have going forward. Uh, you'll see Max at some point um, this weekend. Might see him tomorrow. Uh, just I don't. I couldn't tell you that until we have a meeting about it. Well, I got, I got a thousand more questions for you. The good news is uh, I get to we get to chat a thousand times over the next few months. So here we go, Coach. I can't wait. Opening day tomorrow. Good luck to you and your baseball team this weekend and all season long as you guys pursue Omaha. We appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you guys, and we look forward to seeing you every day out there, and we look forward to seeing the fans. We're really excited about the the fans. I mean, it's been a uh, it's been a great early spring. It really has been because the energy in in the clubhouse, and it really feels like 2020. I mean, we have a deal where we get the kids to get up and talk in front of the the team. What compete means to them. You know, C is the championship standard. O is O before you. M is mentality. P is process. E is engaged. T is toughness. And E is energy. We get the kids to talk before practice. Two or three kids talks about the C, the championship standard. And they get up and every one of those kids have shared the same thought. Hey, this feels different. It's a a great thing. Uh, They've had energy in it. And it's been a, a special deal. We're going to have fun, and we're going to be really competitive. If not, you know, you'll see. I mean, they're going to know they're in a dogfight. I can tell you that. Go get them, Skip. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right, there you go, Skip Johnson. And we will have Sooner Baseball for you all season long right here on the flagship station of Sooner Baseball, Sports Talk 1400. If you are listening to us on one of our other affiliates here on the Ref Radio Network around the state, you will get your regular uh, programming for weekday games, such as tomorrow, talk shows, all that kind of stuff. Uh, OU Baseball will live uh, here in the non-conference uh, almost exclusively on 1400 The Ref. So if you are listening to us on one of our other affiliates and you want to hear tomorrow's game or any other weekday games, uh, make sure you got the app, the Sports Talk Network app. That's how you can listen to OU Baseball around the world. And we'll take a break. Back after this. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Yeah, there's a guy we didn't talk about in that entire interview that has a chance to be the Big 12 Player of the Year this year. That's Peyton Graham. Now he'll have competition. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a, there's a uh, the, the noisy kid out at uh, Texas Tech, and uh, Texas is ranked number one in the nation in the preseason. And there's a lot of talent in this league, but uh, Peyton Graham's got a chance to have a monster season for this team, and um, he's had a couple of really good ones already. But it's going to be interesting to see the transition to shortstop. I cannot promise you, TJ, that at least for the early part of the year, I won't just instinctually say ground ball to Zaragoza. 
because it's well, pretty entrenched well, he, in my brain. He played there for 18 seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. it should be in your brain just right. to naturally say that. And we have seen such elite defense by him at shortstop that there could be some growing pains there for Peyton. Um, he's really rangy. He's he's a long athlete. He's really rangy. So I think he'll be able to get to a bunch of stuff. But I don't be surprised if I, I have no idea. We'll see. I think Peyton's strength is his bat, where Zaragoza's strength was his glove, you know? So I, I, I will be very intrigued to see defensively exactly what he looks like as a shortstop. Might, might be great. I'm not saying he won't be. We just haven't seen him there before, and you've seen such great defense by Zaragoza. But uh, PG might have him a year. I mean, he, he's got a chance to be that that kind of a player for them. So, All right, how you feeling? You just heard Skip Johnson. What do you think? As I do before every baseball season, collegiate or pro, uh, very positive. This is the year boy. they get to Atta Omaha, boy. and uh, you get to call a game there, and uh, a long run, hopefully. I just got a little emotional while you answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> when I called Skip, he goes, "What do you need me on for?" It sounds like you two think you have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, I Honestly, I've been asked a few times recently, how good is this OU baseball team going to be? I don't know how you ever answer that question with a college it, baseball team. It's too hard with all the moving parts and everything, yeah. Right. I have high hopes, and there's a lot of you know reason for optimism, I think. I think the pitching staff, staff will be better. But I haven't seen them. So I've seen a few of these guys, but there's a whole bunch I haven't seen, and and they haven't pitched at this level yet. I think guys like Cade Horton and Max McGuire and Jackson Nicholas are going to be huge additions for this team, but I haven't played yet. So baseball, more than any other sport, I've said this forever, is the hardest and pretty much most most worthless to try to predict in the preseason. If you go back and look at a college football poll before the preseason, there's going to be some misses. Some Yahoo picked USC in their top 10 this year going into the season. Or some Yahoo out there doesn't have OU in their preseason top 25. There's going to be some misses. But you look at a college baseball preseason ranking, and it's all over the board, man. It's just impossible to know. You have teams come together. You have teams get great chemistry. You have teams just get ravaged by injuries. You have guys that were great junior college players that can't hack it at this level. You have guys that that just burst out of nowhere, that were just a you know a bit player as a freshman or a sophomore, and they get their chance and they become a star. So we'll start to get our first answer anyway tomorrow. I haven't heard who Auburn's throwing. Maybe I should look that up see if it's a righty or a lefty or. Uh... What exactly Tim Hudson is countering with tomorrow for uh, Auburn down there? But just look outside today, and you can say, "Yep, it's OU baseball season." That's exactly right. <laughs> 70, little... Seventy degrees the first few days, and then uh, now, granted, they're not playing. Uh, when the weather's not a concern for this weekend, but still, I was a little um, uh, disappointed. 
normally we've been traveling at like four o'clock. Flights have been leaving for these, you know, Saturday road games, four o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. We play baseball's at eleven tomorrow, so I was like, all right, it's gonna per- work out perfect. I can watch the game, then head to the airport. Well, I found out we're leaving at two tomorrow, so I'm gonna have to listen. Hopefully, it'll uh, it maybe a quick be game. You may still down. be all right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I hope so. I hope we're not headed to the bottom of the ninth in a tie game and we go wheels up, you know. <laughs> That's going to be a long flight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If the uh, players are listening, can you please make this a, a quick game? I also have a oh, kid to pick up from tomorrow. tomorrow. school tomorrow. So I need a, need a tidy, good pitching matchup. It was like the night of the draft, uh, the, the year Kyler got drafted. Uh, baseball draft. We were coming home from Tallahassee, right? Yeah, they were at the regional in Tallahassee, and the flight left right as the draft started. And so <laughs> you talk about an an airplane because because uh, you know uh, uh, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Who was the other uh, Steel Walker? Steel Walker also had high hopes of being an early pick, and that baseball draft. Goes fast, and so we're in the air, and you got a bunch of nervous cats on that plane, just wondering, you know, when they get back within cell range, has their lives changed or not? And it had for, uh, well, it had had the chance to anyway for Kyler Murray, but he went a different direction. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Chris Plank joins us when we come back. We'll wrap up a Thursday show next. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Okay, final segment I'm going to deliver on a promise I made right off the very beginning of the show as we welcome in Chris Plank now for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Uh, TJ, I am prepared to, uh, for the first time, try the new ice. Uh, oh, Live yes. on the air. Please. Uh, Chris, uh, I'm going to try the new ice. My wife got me the ice maker for uh, nice. Valentine's Day. Uh, I, I've made two batches, I've run them through the system to clean out any impurities in there. And then right. here we go. This is the first. Uh, I went with the small ice, the nugget ice. So if you guys are ready, I'm going to uh, do it right now. We've got a little bit of water in here. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like the first draft podcast with the man has a McShay. That's right. The man has a fancy ice machine, but sends his daughter to school with a half-eaten sandwich by the dog. <laughs> Here, let me try that. Let me try I don't want to just judge it on one piece. Let me get one more. Hang on a second. Does it connect to the fridge, or is it like a completely separate equipment piece in the kitchen? Uh, I had a hard time concentrating on how good that was because Chris was talking during that. And let me get <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just was doing radio. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to leave dead air. Yeah, I know, right? I don't want the sensors going off. I'm okay. okay. I'm going to tell you what I like about it. It's a very easy crunch. There's no – it's delicious. There's no extra strain or fear of chipping my teeth. It's a very pleasant crunch. Are you an ice chewer, TJ, Chris? Do you guys chew your ice? Not typically. Uh, I do. I do. Part of yeah. the joy of a beverage for me is to get to chew the ice at the end of it. Uh, I love. I always get extra ice because I want to chew the ice at the end of it. So I'm a big ice guy. 
That is a good ice right there, guys. Big time ice. So, <laughs> Glad Jenny delivered on Valentine's. It, no, it does not connect acting. to your fridge. Okay, so it's like a separate it's thing. A, like, yeah, it's a standalone little ice maker. We have a fridge. We have an ice maker on our fridge. This is a standalone extra ice maker that you can okay. like. Uh, I think what we'll use it will be like outside during the summer. Probably. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, All right. you don't well, have to cool. uh, track track water from the cement pond into the house and things like that. So this is a luxury item, Chris. I'm, oh, I've ventured into good. TJ's world of lake houses and circle drives, and I now have my first luxury item, a standalone miniature ice maker. So, now, mm, man, we'll, that's good. Have we determined, like, the volume when it makes the ice? Is it concerning at the level? Is there a hum or anything of that nature? No hum. Okay. Uh, there is a motor to it, but I don't find it uh, that I've noticed it. Um, it does make about nine cubes at a time, but it cranks them out pretty fast. So, uh, I'll, see, I'll keep you updated on, uh, I, on I, I had missed where this announcement was made somehow on the show. So I'm happy for you. Congrats. Welcome to the world of the high rollers, T-Row. You and TJ Perry, lake houses, boats, ice yeah. makers. Let's go. My wife. I, now we, you and I, uh, had a conversation yesterday for the podcast. And last night, my wife comes home. And she goes, did you listen to Christian's show yesterday? And I was like, honestly, I didn't. I went for a walk, and I played music the whole time because I was not in a good mood. And um, and she was laughing. She was like, they were talking about how grumpy you were on the show all day. And I was like, oh. She was laughing about it. And she goes, you're not, you're not grumpy around the house. You're, you must only be grumpy on your show. And I was like, yeah, that's, just, that's where I get all my grumpiness out is on the show. Well, uh, so anyway, I'm glad I could provide some uh, humor. No, for the no, rest I of told the station, you that I whenever, whenever I called you, it led to a conversation for, gosh, what would you say, TJ? Like the whole three hours of our <laughs> pretty show. much the whole show, yeah, <laughs> right? About attendance, you, you, and and your fresh, and I don't know how many people heard the end of the broadcast on what what would that be Tuesday night? Then because last night was Wednesday night when you talked about the attendance and. I uh-huh. thought it was. I thought it was a really cool moment. And so when we played, I don't. TJ, you hadn't heard that either, right? And when we played it yesterday, not until you played it for me. No, right. And when you kind of you mentioned that this place was three quarters full or, or a quarter full, or whatever you said, and then there was like this five seconds of dead air, and you like pause for dramatic effect, and I was like, "That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic." I, so I, I made my point. We can move on. <laughs> I've made. I'm annoying people now. We can move on. Hey, everyone texting in on the ice questions, you're going to have to text back tomorrow. We're at the end of the show. Uh, it's too many questions to answer. Well, there's a lot of things whenever someone gets a luxury item like this that you want to know. I mean, I mm. ruined the taste, the taste test yeah. because of my well, just one of curiosity. A lot of people like BMWs or Lexuses and things like that. Not me. <laughs> I'm an ice maker kind of a guy. So. Oh, hey, man, TJ, so... please bookmark those ice questions so I can answer them tomorrow. I'll try okay? to remember that. Uh, yeah. I'm, eager, I'm eager to answer people's ice questions. Yeah. Hey, so, I mean, listen, it, it, you know, the obvious question, I think I heard you talking about this a little bit yesterday, but is it more like sonic ice or is it? Yes. Is there a compa- okay. All right. You have options. Hang on a second. <laughs> you have options. You have different settings on there. I put it uh, right to the smallest ice as possible. 
Mm-hmm. I like a good nu- I like a good nugget ice, like a good Sonic ice. You know when you go to yeah. those filling stations and you get your your choice. I'm like, who are the psychos that are selecting the big ice? Who would want big <laughs> ice in their drink? TJ, you're not a big ice like guy, are you? No, I like, I like the Sonic ice, yeah. Yeah, who says, you know what? I want big ice. Nobody wants big ice. Why is that even an option? No, I'm a, I'm a nugget ice guy. But if I do have one of those uh, before-mentioned psychos come over to my house this summer, I can put it on the big ice setting for them in the backyard. So Let's see, so you can take care of uh, everybody. Gosh, that's man, right. I could be, be a good host. Full service. That's right. This is full service. By the way, you mentioned our podcast conversation. Quick plug for the pod. Uh, Toby and I go in-depth a little bit on the attendance issues, but talk a lot of baseball. Skip was great on his birthday. Was he Was he hunting today or no? What? Did we get clarification? I don't think he was hunting. It's I don't, I don't think he was, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me, though. My man loves to get on hunt. But uh, that's out at Soonersports.com slash podcast and we're here at First United uh, Bank. We are taking part in the United Acts of Kindness. So we're going to be out here. Giving away keys to safety, de- box, uh, safety deposit boxes today at First United Bank, Chris is, as a random act of kindness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I, don't, yeah. I haven't cleared that with them, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, I do I'm know sure Beanstalk Coffee is going to be out here, and we're going to be giving away uh, coffee. So it's going to be a fun day out here at uh, First United. I can't wait. Have a great trip to Houston, Chris. Yes. We're road tripping as soon as this show's over. Let's go. Sooner softball tomorrow. Back on the diamond against McNeese and Houston. And Chris Plank will be good. on the call. Any idea if Uncle Mike will be there this weekend? Uh, Uncle Mike will be there. Uncle Mike will be there. All right. Good deal. <laughs> yeah. Chris, have a great show today. Make him pitch to you. Make him pitch to you, Toby. <laughs> Chris Plank coming up next with Josh Helmer. Thanks to Skip Johnson for joining us today. We'll do it again tomorrow live from Brown O'Haver on opening day of the college baseball season. Have a great Thursday, everybody.